go. Uh, welcome. Uh, I am Shower in the Gulag. Welcome, welcome. This is Jay, and we've got a very special guest on this PG, sorry, PBJ Blitzkrieg. Um, he's been around nice for a while. Thank you so much for coming on, yeah, man. So you. just for a quick introduction, um, <laughs> this guy, he is all over, you know, I know this is a fuck you puts podcast and WSB, but we, we tend to, we can get a little sidetracked and we're talking about Theta Gang today and uh, dividend stocks as well. So we're kind of going boomer on you guys, but uh, this is going to be some good content. So again, thank you for coming on uh, PBJ. He's a high school teacher who is mm-hmm. busy as hell. Yeah, he just got done math tutoring <laughs> on a weekend. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I uh, tutor math on the weekends to a few kids around the area. I teach in Las Vegas, so I tutor a few kids around the area, and then I also um, am a professional tennis official. I deliver Jimmy John's when I'm bored, and I teach <laughs> and I coach tennis, bowling, and softball. Oh, god, Damn. you're a yeah. professional tennis, what? Sorry, uh, professional tennis umpire, so like I'll travel around. Wow. Wait one second. Sure. That's super cool. I wonder if he's the guy that sits in that chair in the middle and like uh, you know calls it. That's pretty crazy. No, it's actually exactly what I do. I really. Uh, I I, may, um, I mainly do college matches, so I'll do like Stanford, Utah, and that kind of stuff, and they'll fly me around yeah. the nation to do matches. Sweet. So oh, that's wow. a good time. That's something wow. I really enjoy, which I think is just so important in life is the find a career or at least side job that you like. So, yeah, yeah. Look, you've definitely got uh, <laughs> and for you, some many. feelers out there to, yeah. you've got investing, you've got sports, you've got teaching. Why did you decide to become a, a high school teacher? Um, so I actually was going to just master in math um, mm. at, at university, but it just kind of like pulled towards me to help out people. And then I actually moved and lived in Jamaica and taught math out there at uh in mandeville which is like right in the center not near kingston or anything and i just i just really enjoyed all the different teaching and stuff and just like seeing how kids could overcome their problems and how yeah. i could help with that so i don't know that was just that kind of pushed me towards teaching your students must love you um it, they they do like our stock market game reviewer where the you know the best there you go outperform <laughs> my portfolio they win lunch so they know you invest then right <laughs> yes yes actively yes wow that's cool. awesome that's cool. Well, thank Sweet. you for teaching. I don't think teachers get appreciated enough. So thank you for me. <laughs> what, I appreciate um... myself enough. So that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> uh, what, what level of math do you teach? I'm a... I teach uh, geometry and AP statistics. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I get the geometry. It's just basic. But then the AP statistics is pretty cool because you can kind of go pretty in depth on a lot of concepts because technically it's a collegiate level course. Mm. So you can kind of like get some different concepts in there and it's kind of cool. Cause you can kind of, you know, show different histograms and bar charts and kind of pull up different stock graphs and kind of work yeah. off of that and show like the volume analysis and stuff like that. And the kids get pretty interested. I Sweet. actually had a student last year in February by Disney puts as a joke in my class. And he made like 700%, I think. <laughs> That's funny. He's like, dude, I made more than my parents this month. I'm like, uh, like, don't tell them. <laughs> was it paper money or was he for real? No, no, like active. He took no literally shit. like a thousand dollars. He's like, yeah, I made like a thousand dollars lifeguarding this month. So I put it all in Disney puts for 2021. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, you put your entire account. He's like, yeah, it just seemed like a good thing to do. I was like, oh, okay, well, tell me how it is in a week. He's like, yeah, I'm up six grand. I'm like, oh, 
Okay, that's better than me this week. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. That's first awesome, one's always man. free. Yeah, that's. Did awesome. you teach yeah, him about bit. puts, or did he come in doing knowing? Uh, no, we we talked about options because my uh, so I have a co-teacher as well. So we uh, actually um, discovered options kind of just as like a joke, mm. um, because we were always just like, oh, you know, like I started investing, uh, well, trading, I guess, about a year ago now, like around Thanksgiving time, because oh, wow. I was reading up on Nokia. And how they were going to go 5G and they were undervalued. And I'm like, dude, they're only like $4 a stock. Like, I was like, that's cheap. Like, I, that's how into trade. Like, I've had a Roth IRA now for almost a decade since high uh-huh. school. But like, yeah. I was like, wow, Nokia, $4 a stock. That's cheap. Like, I didn't even look at market cap, float, <laughs> right. investors. All that I knew was they had 5G coming up. So I put like five grand on them, just stock, right? Mm. And then I lost like, you know, a couple hundred dollars because they announced that their earnings are like, oh, 5 G is too expensive. Sorry. And then I lost like 500 bucks. So I stopped investing for like a month. <laughs> no and shit. I was like, no, I'm going to get into this other really cool company called Virgin Galactic, which that really paid off from, you know, eight to like 30. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was pretty fun. I mean, so I you had a loss and then a big win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so, only a couple hundred dollars in there because I was like, there yeah, you I go. don't want to lose. Right. Yeah. And that, that does segue into the, in the first question. So you started with stocks and then how soon after you started investing, did you discover options? Uh, within, uh, I think really started actively trading again in January. And then within that month, uh, I discovered options, um, just because of, uh, like my friends and I were like, Hey, you know, we're finding these stocks that are going up 5%, but I have a buddy from college that is like, Hey, I'm up like 80% today on different mm. things. I'm like, there's no way he's up 80% <laughs> on Amazon. That's only at 4% today. Like there's no way. Right. Right. Oh, okay. like doing crazy margins. But then I discovered <laughs> options and he's like, yeah, I don't want to teach you. Cause obviously like you need to learn it for yourself. And mm. I was like, okay. So we literally just watched YouTube videos after school. Like my buddy and I literally oh, wow. just watched YouTube <laughs> videos. And then that day, that next day we bought into Jinko solar calls and the stock went up like 10%. And I was up, I bought $3,000 worth of calls. So I was up Holy 200%. Shit, so I was damn. up like six or seven grand. And then I was like, okay, I'll sell like later tonight. I didn't even know options were like market trading hours. Oh. So my <laughs> goes down 8% after hours. And I literally bought calls for that Friday and I bought them Wednesday. So literally like <laughs> weekly, like daily. I had no clue about Theta, Ops, Greeks, anything. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's going up buy these going really far up. I was like, man, I could probably just like retire forever. If I make six grand a day like this <laughs> next day, I lose nine grand. And I'm like, oh. oh, that's funny. Okay. So then I didn't trade options for like two weeks and I'm like, okay, I should probably learn this. Cause I can't go out here losing three grand a week. Right. So yeah. Um, and then kind of just, you know, played off of different things. Um, my biggest, I guess, win, whatever you would call it ever was buying APT calls. Uh, just did some research and read about face masks and that Trump and, you know, all those different people were mentioning face masks mm-hmm. and they were talking about, you know, buying from America, quote unquote. Yeah. So yeah I bought yeah. like, I bought calls at like 150 and I think sold them like two days later, at like 1250 a piece. Wow. So I made like 11 grand a week in that week. Holy <laughs> and then shit. I was like, okay, I, this isn't sustainable. Like there's no way. <laughs> so then I discovered like how to sell puts and stuff like that. Oh, so to- you transitioned yeah. at that moment. Yeah. I, I, it just like trading short term. I mean, you can come up with all the different charting, all the different mm-hmm. graphs, all the different stuff, but it, it's, it's gambling. It's <laughs> you can call it smart gambling or calculated gambling or whatever you want to call it, but it's still right. gambling. Yeah. So, and I'd rather be the casino on that part and write everything. 
then buy everything. So how'd right. you, how'd you decide on, so I see, uh, from your uh, Reddit account that you're a big fan of, uh, cash secured puts and that's your, is that your primary, um, yeah, that's my now? primary investment strategy. And, um, and before anything, I actually really don't like to wheel that much. Oh, I know wow. that's a pretty common strategy. Um, but my problem with wheeling is like statistically, if a stock's going like down and it's not in a good, you know, sector, it's probably not going to recover faster than other things. So why should I be holding it anymore? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sense. so that that's never really made sense to me um, where people wheel everything. I guess if they think they're in a good stock that will have, you know, sector rotations all the time, I guess that's a completely different, you know, talk. But yeah. I guess it just depends on what you're interested in and what you're invested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And and also, uh, about a month ago, you posted on dividends um, that you were doing covered calls to collect the dividends as well as uh, make the money on that. I just wondered where you where you had the idea to look at dividend stocks and then sell covered calls on them. Yeah. So um, or two I to three months out, especially. I actually inherited like fifteen hundred shares of Johnson and Johnson. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, my uh, one of my family relatives helped IPO them back in like the seventies or eighties. Oh wow! And they just held like a hundred thousand shares and just sold a bunch and then you know gifted down yeah. a bunch. So I was like, oh okay, like you know these are really cool dividends. And I was like, well, if I have this many, I could just sell covered calls like a year from now, make an extra grand where I could buy more shares and get more dividends with the compound interest. Right. I was like, I don't know. It seems like a really cool idea. So I kind of, with my Weeble account, because I usually trade on Robinhood just because I think it's so simple. Like, I don't want to uh-huh. say easy, but like the user <laughs> interface is way simpler than Weeble. Right. Right. Weeble literally, like, e- even being a mathematician, it makes me feel like an idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, LLMACD. I was like, I don't know what any of these lines are doing. <laughs> like, now, right. now I know, obviously, but like, I was like, I don't know what any of these lines are doing. I just want to know where stock is now and where I think it's going to be a month from now. But I didn't do really any charting my first nine months of trading. It was more of just like, oh, it's been here. I don't think it's going to go lower than this. So let me sell, you know, covered calls or, you know, cash secured puts and kind of just work off of that. Right. Do you still, do you still uh, buy calls at all or or plain puts or not? I haven't, I have, the only thing I'll ever buy puts on is anything that Hindenburg researches. (laughs) Dude, I love that. (laughs) We've talked about Hindenburg. Oh man. 20 puts of like SRNE made like 200% a day and was like done. (laughs) That's dope. Like fine. Like (laughs) Yeah, we love Hindenburg here. We yeah. we've talked about it a lot, and and Nicola, because I'm from Utah, and and uh, you know Nicola and Trevor Milton. And, yeah, Trevor Milton. Yeah, we, yeah. Well, we now love... in, what? well, now they're in Arizona, technically, right? Yeah, yeah. They moved quickly to Arizona, I think, early on. But yeah, we we hate Nicola and and love Hindenburg, and and you know, um, Shower just learned about it like last week about these short seller positions. Which I thought, yeah, was, no, uh, it's uh, him cool. and uh, Edwin Dorsey's another positioner I follow, mm, another short okay. seller that's really good. And then, uh, Citroen Research, I mean, he they they all do a great job. I mean, obviously, Citroen's good, take a lot of flack because he yeah, went long yeah. walking coffee at like $25. <laughs> and he went short like, Tesla very $25. early on as well. Yeah, I, I don't know, but, I think there's some stocks like that, like Disney. I, there's no way anybody in this world can convince me Disney is worth what it is right now. <laughs> like honestly, even with you with Disney Plus and 73 million subscribers, that nope, you, you that there's no way that's making them their market revenue currently. 
<laughs> there's just no way. I with all the parks being closed, with no actual movies coming out. I mean, I maybe they made a lot off of Mulan, and they can say they did. And, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, they're giving all Verizon subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. They're giving anybody that buys Fortnite skins Disney Plus also. Right. So it's like, how many free subscriptions are there? They don't oh, say right, that. Yeah. They say how right. many new subscriptions they have. Oh they yeah, because you can oh, get it in a triple pack. I see. Yeah. So that's kind point. of my problem with Disney. I mean, it's a great dividend stock. It's always growing. Are you, you playing know, and, Disney and, at all, or no? No, I I actually don't have it yet because I was actually waiting for it to go down to eighty again. Uh, <laughs> just because I I I, I, do, I don't know. Obviously, waiting sucks, but yeah, I just can't imagine it's that good. I just I, I can't. I mean, obviously, I guess I'm a bad investor in that regard. But, <laughs> And no, the I like it. puts on Disney is it just never really moves. Mm-hmm. So right, the, right. The IV there is just so low that, I mean, right. yeah, you, everybody can clichedly say, sell puts on the things you want to own because then you get to own it cheaper. You know, <laughs> like, I, yeah, that is true. But I also want to, you know, make money. Right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so wow. I don't know. I mean, uh, that that's a good stock, though. I mean. The other stocks I was looking into that were lower, like, you know, Aflac, because who's never, who, how they could run out of insurance. Right. Now, uh, ABBV, you know, it's a drug stock. America loves drugs, mm-hmm. sadly. Um, I mean, what other dividend stocks? Oh, AT&T, I actually don't like that one as much, mm. um, just because I think they have their hands in too many things compared to Verizon or T-Mobile. Right. Um, because, like, I mean, just another, you know, coincidence like that, People look into like Uber and Lyft and they're like, oh, they have, you know, Uber Eats. Like that's so popular. And it's like, yeah, but Uber doesn't mainly make their money from Uber Eats. They're making it from tourism of people Ubering everywhere. Right. Right. You know, compared to like, you know, DoorDash is IPOing soon and their revenue's gone up, what, 240, 30% this year compared to last year. But that's because DoorDash is more centered or Grubhub is more centered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, around they don't need tourism as much because who's going to go to a new city and be like, oh, let me sit in my hotel and order Grubhub. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, now I guess if you go to Hawaii, you got to quarantine for two weeks. So maybe they're doing well there. I don't know. Right. Is that if somebody on your flight test positive or is that just for everybody? Uh, I So I'm going there soon and oh, I just took a COVID test. And if you test negative, you don't have to quarantine. Oh, but if you don't nice. upload your test results, you have to quarantine regardless of when you get them. Right. Yeah. So the governor's pretty strict about that. I see. And I was, I, want, I really wanted to ask, did you, I was looking through your post history all the way from back when like probably 250 days I, I dove down and was there like a phase where you went through like, I don't know, being really interested in stocks that were around like 50 cents to $5. I swear there were so many in that range I am still that I saw. I'm right. Still and and what's the reason man. for that? Tell us about that um, because I don't see a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so the reason I actually like selling puts on cheaper stocks, quote unquote, or I guess, you know, less value of the dollar stock, whatever you want to say they are. Um, yeah. is that you can kind of diversify easier because, mm-hmm. you know, with my Robinhood portfolio and my Webull portfolio, they're both around 55 grand now. And the problem is if I sell a Tesla put, for example, like if I don't do a put credit spread, if I just mm-hmm. do selling a put, that's going to take up over 80% of that portfolio. Oh, right, right, right. I right. put a $40,000 yeah. position to sell a $400 put. 
Right. Right. You know, and it's like, man, that is, that's, that's That's, a lot. That's a lot of collateral for not that much profit. Yeah. For well. And, and the thing is that the profit will be there because of how crazy Tesla's IV always is because Mm -hmm. there's catalysts every day for that thing. Right. I mean, look, it hits 500 and consumer reports comes out and says, it's basically the worst car you could ever buy. (laughs) And it still goes up. You know, I, so, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. I hate the word catalyst in a way too, because there's so many things you could just say are catalysts. Yeah. Do you you don't play catalysts then lately or are you just like, do you play catalysts a lot or do you look for stocks that are having upcoming catalysts or are you just more into dividend cash appeared puts covered calls, that type of thing? I, it just, I guess it depends Um, the great part about selling cash secured puts on like a huge catalyst, which is like an earnings report Yeah, is you kind of do what they call capturing the IV of it. And even if the stock goes down, you can still make money. So like a stock that I've been playing this whole year has been remark holdings. It's a local Vegas company that does a lot of like heat cameras and sensors like that. Their stock tickers, M-A-R-K mark. Um, there it is. Basically, it, it never really goes below a dollar mm-hmm. ever. So I've just been selling one dollar puts, just waiting to get assigned to own it at a dollar. Oh, and I see. Yeah. So I just keep on selling puts at it for a dollar, and I mean, you get point one five or point two zero, depending on how far out. So I mean, you can make you know a good fifteen to twenty percent a month on that stock, even if oh, wow. the stock doesn't go up. Mm-hmm. And it takes up a tiny just, amount of for your some portfolio. Reason, I, I don't look at institutional holders because I, I don't know. That's different than oh, okay. hedge funds, you know? Right. But yeah. Because, I mean, you could be like, oh, look at all the institutional holders in this. It's like, well, Zoom has none, really. I mean, it yeah. has like 20 or 30%, which is historically low for any stock. But it's still yeah. a really good stock. Right, right. And I want to segue from that into Rocket, which has huge institutional holding. And I'm really big into Rocket, but but tell us about Rocket. I noticed you're playing that. Yep. I I sold puts for, I think, $300 for every $25 put. So I put $2,500 up to get $300 when it was like $32 before its first ever public earnings report. Mm -hmm. And then it collapsed. So I got assigned technically at $25, but really $22. But that's one of those stocks where... I just can't imagine it's going to stay there for that long. Yeah. Um, but I just really don't. My problem with rocket mortgages is I can't realize what sector it really is in. Tech or you mortgage, know, because, tech or housing, you mean, or, or what? Yeah. Well, because you could, you could technically say it's housing or uh-huh. you could say it's banking because right. technically they're an anti-bank stock, right? Right. They're like kind of competing with banks, right? Yeah. So I, and the problem is, are, are they going to get bailed out or the banks get a bit, you know, who's getting bailed yeah, out? Anybody, right. You know, besides airlines who don't need it because they buy back all their stocks anyways. Yeah. Um, but we still see a lot of like big institutions going long. Did you notice like how many huge like Black Rocks in it, uh, Vanguard's in it? They're, they must be going I really mean, long. Almost everybody's in it and they're announcing right. a stock buyback program, which is obviously right. always a healthy thing for the stock. And possibly um, a, a partnership near the end of the year. Did you see that as well? Uh, no, I, I don't. Okay. I don't research my stocks that much. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe look at my portfolio for five, 10 minutes a day. Okay. Uh, wow. Well, where I sell puts is where I'm comfortable with owning. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's right. it, you know? And I guess, you know, people could say, Oh, I rolled my position. I rolled my position because a big thing about like what Theta gang or whatever does is when their cash secured put reaches, you know, more than 50% profitability, they'll actually close their position because, 
there's just so much collateral sitting out there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but the one problem that I have with like playing a penny stock, like remark holdings mm-hmm. is when you sell puts, they go by nickel increments for the most part. Right. So once the thing finally collapses, like when I sold a bunch of puts last week, the day, the day of the earnings report, the puts went from 0.15 to 0.01 the next day. The problem is if I buy them back, I have to go to the next nickel increment of 0.05. Oh, so I have to I give see. up 5% in that week. So I just literally have to just sit there and wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, you know, the stock went down to like, what, 112, 110 after earnings and then kind of just sat there because that's mm-hmm. what it has done this entire year. So, I mean, I'm just going to keep on selling puts until I get screwed over, I guess. <laughs> and it works until it doesn't, right? So yeah, how'd you, right. how'd you come across like this company? Like I've never heard of them before you brought them up. So how'd you kind of identify this as something where you can just consistently sell puts on? Uh, so uh, one of the, um, like I know some people whose kids go to a school in Las Vegas where they actually have heat camera set up. So the students can mm. physically attend school because the heat cameras pick up if they have uh, symptoms of coronavirus. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Wow. So I kind of just researched that. And then um, they were pretty famous too. Cause I, I'm pretty sure I, like I said, I don't research that much, but I'm pretty sure they have like a deal with some either local casinos or Disney um, to put heat cameras uh, and those type of whatever they call them, smart cameras or AI cameras up. And then they basically almost tripled their revenue in China and they want to double their entire company's revenue according to their earnings report in the next year. Which okay. I think if you ever say double your revenue, I, I can't imagine that's a bad thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, hey, we're making more money next year. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So like Rocket Mortgages, I mean, they have an insane earnings. Insane. The, the, the revenue it doesn't they move. Insane. Yeah. And then Jim Cramer, God bless that guy. But he's like, <laughs> yeah, this literally makes no sense. And it's like, I guess my cover calls were great. So I don't really care. Oh, okay. But, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's just some stocks I think are undervalued too. Like uh PIC was another one. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. PIC. Pivotal or pick, I think it's pivotal investment yep. or whatever it's called. It's turning into Excel fleet. Right. But when I looked at it originally, it was lit. And when I bought in originally, it was at $10 and six cents. Mm-hmm. And with SPACs, their warrants are literally $10. So I'm like, okay, the worst I could lose on this is six cents a shot, a stock. Right. So how bad is that? And that now, I mean, I'm seeing on Twitter or whatever, like uh, different random like groups are tweeting about PIC now. And it's like that always kind of gets me nervous because it's like, am I in a, a pump now? <laughs> you know, but it's like, well, I got it at 1006, so I can't imagine it's going to go there. But then again, mm-hmm. that one company, that SPAQ company that turned into Fisker Automotives collapsed on the day they became Fisker. You know, it was like $10, $17 and then $8 the next week. Yeah. As soon as they turn into Fisker, which now it's not a SPAC anymore. So now there's no $10 floor protection for the most part. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that always kind of makes people nervous, but (laughs) I think I have like a few hundred shares of that company just because the, the premiums on there are insane. Just like high friends trading Neo right now or solo. I mean, the premiums are just dumb. They're insane, especially on solo. Yeah. If you took a look at that, it was like 230% uh, IV. Does the the number of like expiration options. So like uh, with, with PIC, they only have like uh, December, January, 2021. Like they have a few, does that increase IV since there's less options like compared to weeklies or no? 
I, just how... I've never really seen it affect stocks that much mm. uh, as far as the IV. Um, the reason they actually had that when options originally started, uh, options expirations are on the third Friday of the month. Mm-hmm. But then they explored that people were so interested in options back in the like 80s and early 90s that they started doing a weekly program for some companies, depending on the amount of gotcha. volume they get basically within the stock and the option. At least from what I understand, I'm sure I'm going to get corrected by somebody listening. <laughs> and then and then there's so much interest in SPY that they have literally Monday, Wednesday, Friday option expirations. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, there's people who literally probably make a living just trading SPY all day. I'm right. sure of it. For oh, sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, let's see. Very cool. Well, like um, Solo Solo is another great stock. I, I'm not in Solo, but that's right. just one of those stocks where people talk about, okay, this thing's bottomed at two and it has all these catalysts in the near future. Like it's going to do, you know, and, and it's in a great sector right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, EV's getting way better attention than cannabis for what a day that it just had. Yeah. yeah. I think Tilray or whatever, Aurora Cannabis went up like 200% in the day and then it's down 50% from there. Yeah. Yeah. ACB so. didn't do too much. As, I mean, as far as I remember, it didn't it didn't move too much either. Kronos, Kronos went up a little bit as well. It took a couple days yeah, after the election. Yeah, if you go back to right. the election, I think it, I yeah. think it more than doubled. There it was. Yeah. And then now, and then it lost it 50% did. from that doubling. Right. And then, so, yeah. you know, it's lost, what, 94% from its high. You know, mm-hmm. of 140 or 50 or whatever it was in 2018. So I don't know. There's always stocks like that where, you, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I love using the term FOMO, you know, because like you have all those students that try te- checking their Instagram and Twitter all day, just looking for, I guess, something they're missing out on. You know, yeah. fear of missing out. But I think, I think people also get FOMO on when to take profits. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I'm up, you know, I have a, I have a friend who was up 800% on a put. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking for more. I'm like, why? <laughs> That's funny. You know? And it's like, right. well, what if he gets 900%? Then I'll look like an idiot, you know? <laughs> but it, I, I don't know. There's just all those different things. It's, and I think it's just so important to just even try to try one option. Like I have friends that are like, hey, I want to trade options. What's the best way to get started? I'm like, well, you buy a really cheap penny stock that has, you know, calls and you just sell a covered call and just watch how it moves. Mm-hmm. Like GNUS is a popular one that I tell people. I'm like, you know, 100 shares is like a buck 50 or, you know, right. Like, I think it's like a dollar 15. So you put in 115, sell the buck 50 call a month from now for like 0.20, basically covers the dollar floor that it has. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying I'm bullish on that company, but (laughs) the IV on it is good because it was literally just what, 1160, 1190 the other month back Mm -hmm. in like June or July. So, I mean, yeah, it's got a very high, yeah. I guess, what you called ceiling. Compared yeah, to other yeah. Companies, which obviously will have more IV because it could move more. Huh. So, Interesting. And every time they tweet that some big news is coming out, it goes up 10%. <laughs> right, so, right. I guess you could just trade it like a Twitter stock. <laughs> yeah. Right. So That's awesome. I don't know. I, I, obviously, if there was a way to always make money, nobody would ever have to work. <laughs> right yeah but, and, and is rob and, and i wanted to ask about that is robin hood like your fun account you mentioned that once i think in your yeah post so Ro- yeah robin hood's just my fun account weebles the one i actually that's with my dividends and my covered calls is kind of paying attention to that oh but I, I, see. I really emphasize filling my roth ira at six thousand dollars every year 
because mm. that that's the big thing if and if listeners here don't know what a Roth IRA is yet basically <laughs> it's like a, a retirement account where you put in you can put a maximum of six thousand dollars a year into it post-tax so after you get taxed from you know your job and then right. that money when you retire at 59 and a half has no taxes on it whatsoever so and you your employer matches that doesn't it what typically your employer will, will pay into that as well right or is that um it depends on the company. Like since I'm a high school teacher, I actually have a pension. Mm-hmm. So I'll actually have like, I think four different retirement funds because oh, I'll, wow, have, wow. I'll have my pension and then I'll have my Roth IRA. And then I have a ULI universal life index policy, which are really cool. Um, but obviously with life insurance, it's a mandatory payment compared to a Roth where you can kind of just put money in whenever you feel like it. Cause it's your yeah. own account. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and that's opposed to a normal IRA where they tax you when you put in the money, right? Yeah. So like a simple IRA, you can put in, you know, pre-tax money, or if you put it in post-tax, you can write off that on your contributions. But yeah, you can basically change what your tax bracket is. So like if you're right on the barrier of being a lower tax bracket, you can just put in, you know, that few hundred bucks, go down the tax bracket and get taxed less. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but with Roth IRAs, I don't think you can make more than one hundred forty thousand dollars. Of it's a certain type of income. I don't have to worry about it being a high school teacher, but um, I think it's like I think if you make over one hundred forty thousand of some type of income total, you can't contribute into a Roth IRA. Oh, I see. It's such a good deal. Oh yeah, you've got a ceiling on that. I see. Okay, cool. Yeah, but definitely anybody listening out there. They're, the only thing in free money is if you get an employer match on any retirement fund. There you go. <laughs> it's the only type. I mean, I have a friend who, you know, gets 3% back on 401k. So it's like, so they just put the minimum amount and then their employer puts that in and then you can go on from there. But what's really cool what a lot of people don't know about, and obviously I'm probably going to cor- correct it here, but if you do have an employer that matches a Roth IRA, which is very rare, you can still put in 6000 a year because 6000 is personal contributions. Your company is not a personal contribution because they're not you. So you can right. actually go above the $6,000 threshold as long as it's your employer that's contributing as well. Oh, wow. Cool. So that's where a lot of people screw up because they put in like 40, you know, they'll put in like 5,500 and their employer puts in 500. It's like, well, technically you're leaving $500 up, which obviously isn't a big deal at, at our time and point because I'm only 26. But 30 mm. years from now, 40 years from now, that's a huge difference. If you're leaving up, you know, $1,000 a year of contributions. Right. Yeah. You know, even if you're growing at seven, you know, a safe, what, five to 7%, you're still going to be a millionaire. Just kind of weird go. to think about. Oh, yes. Very. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. Um, well, that's pretty awesome. T, you got anything else for him? Uh, I don't have anything else. That was very knowledgeable. I very feel, informative. I feel like one yes. of your students. I think, yes, I think you and I have learned quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I tried my worst, you know, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, shoot. Hey, well, again, thank you so much, PBJ, for coming on. We enjoyed it. We appreciate it. And uh, I think that'll be it, guys. Yeah, Yeah, have a great day, guys. See you. See you next week.